lit in love. For those of you who are new, we are not in love with each other. It's not that kind of thing. They probably have that, though, in the Apple store. But we are lit, <laughs> and we are in love with lit and the love that exists within lit. If we've lost you, that's okay. I'm lost, too. Let me bring you back. I'm Haley. And I'm Mariah. <laughs> and we haven't said these words in so long. <laughs> it's been since June 1st. June oh, 1st man. was our last upload. It was. Did you miss us? I know We you forgot to record several times. We forgot then... to record several times, and Gone with the Wind is almost <laughs> a thousand pages, you guys. We did you a service. It's too much book. It's too much book. How did she write this? I want to know what her plot planning mm. process was like. A plus for alliteration, right? Mariah. <laughs> plot planning process. <laughs> yeah. You know, people pee. I, she, she was probably paid by the word. She had to be. There's so many unnecessary little scenes thrown in there. It's like, yeah, we get it. You love Ashley. You love (laughs) Ashley, but Rhett likes you. Like, oh my gosh. It's just an intense love trident. And then so much description of the war. That's just depressing. Okay, I will put in a small disclaimer. Because in effort to keep the plot summary, which I will be doing shortly, kind of precise uh i glossed over a lot of the politics and the war like i'm gonna you know that it's happening and i'm gonna mention stuff but i focus more on the characters and the things that they're going through which of course is the war Mm -hmm. but just a little disclaimer Mm -hmm. i can't talk about everything the war is the backdrop to the story yeah so just know that it was terrible for the whole time for the whole time. <laughs> well, because it, almost immediately they go to war, and then the war ends, and then they're in Reconstruction, and they really bungled that up, so it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Plot. Plot. Part two, summarized. I'm so ready for this. You know how there's those books that you read, and at the end you're, like, satisfied? This uh-huh. was not one of those books, even though it was almost a thousand oh. pages. Uh, it wasn't. Yep. It is. It's so much extra stuff. When I was listening to it on my audiobook, I had it on 2.5 times oh, speed. Do you know what that sounds like? <laughs> it sounds like the Mothman. Wait, the what, man? The Mothman? It sounds insane. The Mothman. Yeah. He's talks really fast and it's creepy okay i'm gonna play just like a brief <laughs> clip for you yes. are you ready hey show don't reborn face i know it was you <laughs> and miss garlic yes book if you would just have his night to wet folks as you as the niggas oh, i expect the world would do better oh of course <laughs> of course i happen to open it to, i opened it to a part with the n-word perfect and that's another no condone. thing did not anticipate that much n-word yeah and i don't condone mm. it didn't anticipate it. Don't mm. condone it. <laughs> That's okay. great. That makes me happy That's all I that you listened to, to that for however many hours that that was. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so we uh, left off chapter 30. Uh, this is uh, 
I don't even remember what exactly happened in that chapter. If you're wondering, go listen to the other episode. Chapter 31. So what I wrote down for chapter 31, uh, there's conversations about taxes, which are terrible and like they're terribly high uh, for Tara. And uh, there's deep conversation between Ashley and Scarlet. Reconstruction is wreaking havoc on the South. And in this chapter, Ashley kisses Scarlet and then immediately regrets it. It's very dramatic. He's, uh-huh. I wrote down, he's a dramatic emo boy tease. He just, he just mm-hmm. is. Okay. And then the next chapter, uh, Jonas and Emmy Wilkinson uh, make a big deal about being rich and threaten Scarlet that they're going to buy Tara because she they think she won't be able to get the taxes to pay for it. And Scarlet makes the decision to try and get Rhett to marry her because he's so loaded. And she makes a dress out of Ellen's velvet green curtains. And it's kind of sad, but Scarlet is iconic. really determined. Yeah. It's iconic. It's, it's good. I bet that it's... Is the green dress in the movie? I still haven't watched the movie yet. I'm planning on doing it this Thursday with my granddad. Yes, so, it is in the movie. So I'll, uh, hopefully I'll get a screenshot. And then, so, next chapter is swathed in this, uh, in this, uh, velvet green curtain dress, <laughs> and with wild abandon, she heads back to Atlanta to woo Rhett, uh, under the guise she says that she's visiting her Aunt Pity Pat, but she's really there to see Rhett, and she finds that Rhett is in jail, and she plots to see him, and, uh, the quote from that chapter is from, or about Aunt Pity, she says she's far too well bred to want to vote. And I just. Mm. So yeah, that was cool. Vote, people. You're not too well bred to vote. You should <laughs> vote. I know I'm early and we shouldn't be talking no. about the election 365 days a year, but just just vote. It's cool. Just do it. Um... <laughs> and it's so easy. It is. Just do it. So easy. Um, and so then Scarlet uses her feminine wiles to get in to see Rhett in jail. And he's kind of a jerk to her. Uh, well, he's not kind of a jerk. He is a jerk to her. And she, like, tries to fool him into thinking she's in love with him and he doesn't believe her. And he gets her to admit the reason she's really there. And she literally offers to be his mistress for $300 for Tara's taxes. <laughs> and he says no. <laughs> and it's just... Uh, like yeah. you you don't like Scarlet a lot of the time but this was a big a big defeat and it was real sad so you're like oh no she's gonna lose Tara um, and then so Scarlet's super desperate still in Atlanta she comes across Frank Kennedy who if you remember from previous chapters was her little sister's boyfriend who's like he's an old man he should not, have been, he should not have been romantically involved with her at all but he was and absolutely not yeah it's weird and gross um but he made a bunch of money by selling like leftover war supplies that no one like decided to take so he made a bunch of money he has a little store and scarlet sees this as an opportunity and she decides to go cold-blooded tell frank that sue ellen is gonna marry someone else so she can move it (laughs) no it's so it is very cold-blooded. You're right. Like, the yeah. reasoning that she gave is that if Sue Ellen married Frank, then she wouldn't spend any money on their, like, family home. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, Frank right. Frank has also a head on his shoulders. He would have taken care. Like, I don't. 
Scarlett has a one-track mind and she doesn't think that anyone will ever do things as good as she does. Which sometimes they'll feel. Yes. But sometimes you gotta let other people yeah. do stuff. Let go a little yeah, bit. Just let go. And um, I will say that Mammy, even though she like doesn't approve of a bunch of stuff, she really goes into like full support mode, team player, and she helps Scarlett woo Frank so Frank will ask her to marry him. Uh, yeah, I think it's because both of them care so much about Tara and holding on to their, you know, live life and livelihood and where they came from. Mm-hmm. And they both love Ellen so much and want to support her memory. And she's the one that made Tara what it was. So th- anything for Tara, mm-hmm. basically. Exactly. And so Mammy gets on board. They go to like they go to someone else's wedding. And she really lays it on thick. And of course, uh, Frank asks her to marry him. And uh, it's great because Scarlett, like, takes advantage of everything that her mom taught her about, like, charming men in particular to, like, do this. And I'm like, well, she did learn things from you, Ellen. She's not using them the way that you would want her to. But she learned these things from you. (laughs) And uh, so... Frank proposes. Frank realizes that Scarlet is not just pretty, but very smart and determined. And Scarlet kind of discovers this in herself as well. And uh, because she like becomes like a business, she starts thinking about business and like making enough money to support everyone because she's kind of never satisfied. She's afraid of being hungry again. So that's what's driving her. And uh, Rhett is let out of jail, not hanged. Uh, He makes it out because he's a smart cookie. And uh, quote of the chapter, the breed is purely ornamental. Rhett is saying this about Ashley. And this is like not the first time or the last time people will say this about Ashley. <laughs> but, like, literally, they're like, oh, he's so great, but he's he's worthless. <laughs> it's, it's so sad. <laughs> well, he is kind of worthless in the new South that they're living in he is worthless it's just uh it happened so i think i wrote it down other times but um but scarlet becomes a businesswoman she buys a mill and uh she's doing great making all this money and frank is upset by this because i think that she makes more money than him and uh he thinks she shouldn't be working so he hatches a plan to get her pregnant so she'll stop all this business nonsense Oh, it was so terrible. I read it and I was just physically angry. Yep. Not good. Um, and then uh, Tony Fontaine, a character from like where they lived at Tara, he like shows up at Scarlett and Frank's house. He's killed Jonas Wilkerson uh, after a black man made a pass at his sister-in-law. And Tony killed the black guy and Jonas and so he's in trouble, obviously, and he comes to Scarlet and Frank asking for help. They give him some food and money, and he escapes to Texas. And um, a note from Mariah about this chapter after reading it is, the book really grazes over how terrible it was for African Americans to, like, be living in the South. Yep. It, huh. Like, yes, this was written by a white woman a while ago, but she really just didn't didn't care 
She missed a lot. Missed a lot. <laughs> of details yeah. and perspective. Like, yes, it was terrible for yeah. the Confederates, like, and the people that fought for that side. Yes, it was terrible for them. They did not handle Reconstruction the way that they should have. But imagine being an African American in the middle of all of it. It's so terrible. People just kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like. She put in the effort to put in all that detail about the war and who was winning and who was losing and the general that died. and But you couldn't say anything about how people are suffering because of slavery. No? Nope. No? Nope. So that was just like, because yes, it was terrible what happened. It's terrible what's happening to all these old Southern families, but it's also terrible the way that they're dealing with it. So just a note. And uh, so Scarlett does get pregnant because that's what happens. Um, And she still operates her mills and sells lumber. Like she doesn't care that she's pregnant. She's going to just keep going, which is totally frowned upon. You're not even supposed to like the way that it was described is she's you're not even supposed to talk about being pregnant until you've had the baby. (laughs) Like Men are not supposed to know how it works. Yeah, they know how it works. I know. It's their fault. Um, I sound like that's a bad thing. Children are a treasure. <laughs> and it's men's fault. Yeah, you know. Okay, Um, and so the North and the South, like, relations are, like, even worse. There's terrible propaganda on both sides. But despite this, Rhett and Scarlet become, like, better friends. And uh, she compares them to Brandy, and I wrote that down, and I don't know why I didn't put, like, the actual comparison. Like, soothing or steadying? I don't remember. Mm. But, uh, and then I also, I don't even know, why did I write this down? I don't know if I made this up or if this was in the book, but it says, death, taxes, and childbirth. There's never a convenient time for any of them. (laughs) I think that's you. I don't because because Scarlett is like mad because she's pregnant. She doesn't like being pregnant. She doesn't like children. It's an all around bad deal for her. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I really like Rhett and Scarlett at this point. Like together, they're getting along. It's like can't you just stay like this? I know the golden days. <laughs> <laughs> But it's def- like you're definitely getting those vibes. Like if I had not been spoiled by reading something on the internet, like at this point I wouldn't really know if they were going to get married or not. So, but you know, <clears throat> I did spoil that for myself. Um, and then the next chapter is really sad because Sue Ellen like creates this circumstance in which Gerald dies. And it's so sad because it's like the last, it's not the last thing at Tara from the past but it's like a big he's like a big chunk of it even though he hasn't really been there for Scarlet like mentally he's still like a part of Tara and it's really sad and so they have a funeral for Gerald and Will is still being a good guy and he like mitigates the anger that people are feeling against Sue Ellen and he asks to marry her. He asks Ashley to, like, say the prayer. So there's no time for anybody to be mad at Sue Ellen. So he's just a good guy. Yeah, I like him a lot. I'd rather read about him than about Scarlet. Same. Who wants a story about Will? I don't even remember. Now I feel bad. I don't remember his last name. I feel like it started with a B. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Will B. 
Um, and then Will, like, is also, like, super sympathetic to Ashley. He calls him Ash, which I think is great. And he describes him as being, like, bred to read books and nothing else. And it's just... <laughs> I can't get like, over it. It's not his fault that he's useless. He's a useless lump. It's not know, his it's- fault. Everybody's so kind to him except for Rhett because Rhett is literally like, I don't care. Find a use for yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, Scarlett and Ashley raised the same way in the same society with the same expectations and very similar families. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have two different gender roles, but, you know, generally you think men are supposed to be useful and women are supposed to sit on the sidelines. But what happens after the war and they're both impoverished? <clears throat> Scarlet jumps in. She gets her hands dirty. She does what she has to do. Ashley and does not. She's great at it. Like, yes, it's terrible. Yeah. And some of the things that she has to do are like morally like gray. But she wants to make sure that her family has enough to eat and that they uh, their land is there still. Yeah. Ashley is just mm-hmm. he's a sad boy. And then I just wrote down Grandma Fontaine is like a pillar of strength. She's just always that way. Mm-hmm. And then Ashley, so at the end of this chapter, Ashley says that he is going to move to New York. And he, he and Melanie and their baby are going to move. And Scarlett, of course, freaks out because she's definitely still in love with him. And um, she's like, no, you can take over the mill. One of the mills that you can run the mill, all that stuff. And, of course, he says no. He wants to leave and get away. And so Scarlett, like, manipulates Melanie into, like, begging him to stay. And he just is, like, defeated. And he's like, I can't fight both of you, so I guess I'll stay here for the rest of my life. And just, I'm like, Ashley, come on. Have a backbone. Exactly. Like, I know that Melanie is pure and sweet and lovely, but I'm sure that if after you moved... And you told her why, she would understand. But, um, and then a question that I have is at one point, uh, or no, at all the points in the book, I'm like, where is Scarlet's child? Who's taking care of Wade? Where is he? Yep. Yep. Nothing. And then also, <laughs> somebody, one of the quotes is like, she was 25 and looked it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, how old is Grandma Fontaine if 25 is old and looked it? <laughs> She's like 40? Oh, no. I just don't understand. Horrifying. Yeah. Um, and then, so Scarlett starts uh, getting really pregnant, and she's still, like, driving around, and everybody's freaking out about it. And so they get Archie, mm-hmm. this, like, mountain man, ex-con murderer man, to drive her around. Because uh, he likes Melanie and no one else. <laughs> um, is this the point where Rhett accuses her of trying to get raped? Because that was problematic. I, think, I feel like maybe. I feel like everybody was saying that to her and it made me mad. Because they're like, You're just oh. trying to get raped. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to make money and this baby is just here. Everybody's freaking out about it. And that's why they want Archie to, like, drive with her. Because he'll keep her safe, I guess. Even though he doesn't like her. And then, I think, yeah, I think it is. Because, like, Rhett, like, warns, comes over and, like, warns her to be careful. And he also hints that 
Frank and Ashley are like up to something. And at this mm. point, it literally took me like four chapters. I'm like, oh my gosh, is Frank are Frank and Ashley in the KKK? No, like Ashley wouldn't. Are they? Literally, that was me for like four chapters. <laughs> but they are, unfortunately, mm. stupid. Ah. But uh, yeah. So the one time Ashley actually does something, it has to be the worst possible thing he could do. It's so it's so stupid. But yeah, Rhett visits Scarlet, just drops the information that he has a son in New Orleans, just like it's nothing, and then also that his own father <laughs> has died. He just, yeah, no, mm. I feel bad yeah. the son because I don't think Rhett loves him that much. Maybe he does. No way. No. Yeah. (laughs) He also tells Scarlet that he won't loan her any more money. They've had like a money thing going on. And he's like, I'm not going to loan you any more money because I don't want to be like in charge of making sure that Ashley gets fed. Like he's just still doesn't like Ashley. Yeah. Because Ashley, the mill that Ashley runs definitely makes less money than the other mill that's managed by some other guy that's mean shocking yeah um and then i'm just like melanie i think just raises scarlet's children uh she has another baby it's a girl and oh gosh now i can't remember her name um but i'm pretty sure that melanie just raises her children like scarlet doesn't there's never any mention of them really in effort to make more money at the mill she starts leasing convicts who work at the mill and because of that, Archie stops driving her because he was a convict and he doesn't believe in it. She's driving herself, which is dangerous. She goes through this shanty town with a bunch of black people there. And she sees Sam, who's like an old house slave. And he's really sad because he just wants to go home to Gerald and Ellen. And she has to tell them that they're both dead. And but he's like, but I still want to go home. And he's like killed someone for something that he thinks is honorable and that's why he's hiding in shantytown and then scarlet is attacked by somebody in that shantytown and sam has to save her and then eventually he goes back to tara um and then as soon as scarlet gets home frank has to go to a political meeting which is the kkk Mm -hmm. And Scarlet is, like, taken over to Melanie's right after this attack, and everyone is super nervous, and Yankee soldiers come to arrest them, and, of course, all the husbands are not there because they're at the KKK meeting or whatever, and Rhett saves them, like, a good person by, like, making up this story that they were at, like, the prostitute's house together getting drunk and not (laughs) doing KKK activities, um so yeah who he doesn't even like and hugh elzing who's like the son of the doctor i think i feel like maybe i don't remember um frank kennedy is killed and uh india archie and so many other people completely blame scarlet for his death like he wasn't capable of making his own choices of course it was really sad because, of course, Scarlet like, feels bad because she wasn't like the greatest wife to him and she married him under false pretenses. So her guilt is like compounded with all these people telling her that it's her fault. And uh, Rhett comes to see her after the, he's dead and the funeral and stuff. And Rhett just literally proposes to her and almost kind of forces her to say yes. It's really weird and I don't really like it. But Scarlet is just done. 
So she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I put, they get married and everyone and everyone's cousins say, no bueno, but they're like, yeah, and we're going to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Also, that says something that reminded me of Mr. Darcy, because anytime anybody says ardent, I'm like, oh, it's Mr. Darcy. But he says, I'm too ardent a lover to restrain my passion any longer. That is so Darcy. Is. Uh, and also, at the very beginning of the book, there was some sort of stupid little like prophecy like, oh, you'll marry a man with a black mustache. Ha ha! It came true. Oh. So, the whole thing about uh, too ardent a lover to restrain my passion. So, that just, to me, sounds like he really wants to sleep with her. So wants to sleep with her. So badly and scarlet's yeah. like whatever fine <laughs> ever since i saw you when you were 16 how i think that Ugh. he's i think he's like 20 years older than she is isn't he yeah. at least 10 yeah at least 10 at least 10 but yeah this chapter like i was actually happy for scarlet because they have a good time in new orleans and they spend a bunch of money they eat a bunch of good food she buys a bunch of dresses they just have a good time and Rhett is totally rich like so rich and uh it's really sad though because Scarlett definitely still loves Ashley and there's moments where Rhett knows it and it's sad Ugh. Scarlett if you would just be in the moment <laughs> but then again did she want to marry him I don't yeah. know and then they move back to Atlanta. They build an opulent mansion to make people jealous because Scarlet loves making people jealous. And they throw a huge party. Not a bunch of people come. And then a Republican governor everybody hates shows up. And then everybody leaves. And Scarlet <laughs> freaks out. And Melanie is Melanie is a literal ride-or-die friend. No one deserves her. And she deserves better than Scarlet as a best friend. Yeah. For and, sure. Uh, that's the understatement of the year. That's, yeah. Like, she deserved better. Like, you know how everybody has the, like, what about Barb shirts? I'd be like, what about Melanie? What about Melanie? And what about Will? Like, yes. Ah. It'd be great if they had a story together. They could go be married. Yeah. I know Melanie really loves Ashley, but he, she didn't, des- he didn't deserve her. Um, he doesn't deserve, ugh. he's just like a, saltine cracker like a damp saltine cracker we'll add that to the things he's not a good farmer he just reads books he's a saltine cracker that's damp yep I stand by that it's a good one I like it and uh, I wrote down Rhett is an enigma and there's new Atlanta versus old Atlanta so a bunch of like new people coming into Atlanta versus the old south it's a lot of tension. And uh, Melanie, she, like I said, she's literally a treasure. Scarlet has another child with Rhett and a daughter. They name her Bonnie, I think. Oh, gosh, I should know that, too. I think her name's Bonnie. But Rhett becomes completely enamored with her. Hardcore dad vibes. Like, he loves her so much. Oh. Like, that's, like, one of the purest relationships, I think, in the book. Like, he, he just loves her so much. And uh, for the first time in this chapter, we get some information about Wade, the child who's like eight years old now. 
like it's a little mm-hmm. small snippet of just like inside his head and it's sad oh. it's sad he he's gonna grow up to be a weird one i don't know <laughs> a weird one scarlet is ter- scarlet was a terrible mom when he was a baby like always yelling at him and oh, yeah. also like the war was happening he was like starving yeah yeah he didn't it have was any not toys good. yeah it was just sad <sighs> and then uh scarlet of course still loves ashley she goes to like see him to like go over their books every once in a while it's the only time they have alone together and uh ashley is a little jealous and remarks that Rhett has ruined Scarlet, which I'm like, mm. oh, he actually likes Scarlet. Like at first, I was like, oh, this is kind of just a thing that Scarlet has made up. But then he kissed her, and then he says things like this. I'm like, Ashley, pick a side. Yeah, he's an f boy. Just is ah. Uh. And then in the movie, doesn't he have blonde hair, like poofy blonde hair? And I'm like, of course you are. Yeah. Ugh. Of course you are. <laughs> you know, you know. Um, and so after that, Scarlet asks Rhett to have separate bedrooms, and he is like, "Fine, whatever. You talk to Ashley, do it, whatever." And Scarlet was like, "Well, well, I actually really didn't want that, but he said yes, so I guess we have to do that now." She's like a spoiled teenager. She doesn't know what she wants because she doesn't know herself. She hasn't stopped to breathe to know herself. She's uh, always got to keep moving. Yeah. And then Rhett kind of has like a freak out moment because uh, Wade, he, I think her name's Ella, the other child. Wade and Ella like don't get invited to any parties. Nobody really knows who they are. And Rhett is like, this is not going to happen to my daughter, Bonnie. And so he like does a complete 180 in his personality, his politics, everything about him. And he wants to be accepted by the Old South so she'll be accepted. And it's he's very determined. So he's willing to change for Bonnie. Yes. I know, right? <laughs> it's so pure. He's like, she's <laughs> going to marry someone from the Old South. She's not going to marry any of these carpetbaggers. I will make this happen. He just... And he does it. And uh, chapter, what are we on? Chapter 53. I think we have 10 more chapters, you guys. <laughs> and I titled this chapter, alternatively, the most dramatic thing ever that happens in the book. There's been a lot of dramatics. So, you know, this is good. And so Melanie is throwing a surprise party for Ashley. And she asks Scarlett to keep him busy until they're ready uh, for the party so she goes to like go to the books or whatever and uh, while talking they end up like reminiscing about the old days and Scarlet gets a little upset so Scarlet starts crying and Ashley is hugging her and right at that moment mm. India and Archie witness this and India and Archie have to be the people that hate Scarlet the most <laughs> Like, India doesn't like her because she knows Scarlet likes her brother. And Archie just doesn't like her because he, she's a woman and she leases convicts. And that's his hate. His hate is pure and ridiculous. His hate is pure. Pure and true. Pure and true. And so, of course, like, people, like, they run back and tell a bunch of people. Rhett is furious, but he forces Scarlet to go to the party anyways. And at this point, I'm like, Melanie either doesn't know love or loves Scarlet too much 
for it to be true and or she like fakes kindness i have no idea at that point but melanie literally acts like nothing's wrong yeah i was actually talking to my mom about that about melanie because my mom always liked her character and she's like i think that she has like a quiet strength like i think that she knows exactly who scarlet is exactly what she's doing that she loves ashley that all that but she's just such a good person and such a good friend that she just puts up with it and feigns ignorance because she knows that it would get too messy if she actually confronted anything and she likes things the way they are. That probably is pretty true because it's not like Melanie's not smart. Yeah, exactly. So, Because I was saying like, no, I think she's naive. I think she doesn't understand who Scarlet is. And my mom's like, no, I think she totally gets it. She's just mm-hmm. smart and she wants her in her life. She loves her anyway. Mm-hmm. And like, even though Scarlet didn't really choose to help, she did. Like she did a big yeah. thing when she stayed with Melanie while she was pregnant. And even though like yeah. Scarlet didn't really want to do it, she did. That was the scene that I felt the most a part of. Like, I could feel the anxiety and, like, hear the cannons and how hot it was. It was intense. I really thought, like, Melanie might die. Like, I don't remember if she lives or not. Like, and Scarlett did that for her. So I think she really respects her strength. Mm-hmm. It was it was good. I was proud of Scarlett in that, in that time. Yeah. And then, oh, gosh. And then after the party awkward weird passionate hate sex ensues wait what there's yeah. a sex scene in this book Rhett literally like takes scarlet upstairs and has his way with her and it was Is like she really like saying un- no she's not saying no it's so okay. weird because i was like I, when i first read it i was like is this rape and i don't know definitely was an affirmative consent yeah and then but then in the morning she's like that was great <laughs> wow <laughs> okay what <laughs> what is this book i know right uh and then so like i said like it's just a weird like gray area and i'm not really sure but Rhett is still really angry at scarlet because even though he knows that she loves ashley it had never been like enough for her to do something like that or whatever it had been construed as. And he was like, people know about it now, not just me. And so he's mad, and he decides to go to New Orleans and take Bonnie with him. And uh, he also admits that he's been sleeping with, I think her name's Belle Watling. She's the lady who owns the House of Prostitutes. Hmm. The brothel. So he's definitely been sleeping with her. So, uh, yeah. And then I will note something that I put down. I was like, I think that Ashley and Scarlett, well, this is something that for the couples, I'll save it for later. Um, Okay. And uh, Scarlett wrestles with telling Melanie about her true feelings for Ashley, but Melanie is just too loving and too loyal for her own good. And um, she definitely sides with Scarlett like the entire time. And she creates this like rift in their family because she throws, she throws India out of the house because, (laughs) India, of course, hates Scarlet and thinks that she's wrong. And so Melanie's like, I can't have people who hate Scarlet in my house. I'm sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> I just... Uh, I feel bad for I India. I understand. Yeah, I, I feel bad for India. She's completely right not to like Scarlet. Yeah. Like, imagine yeah. being in her situation. I wouldn't like Scarlet. 
Oh, yeah, and no. I understand Melanie to a point, mm-hmm. like how she admires Scarlet and stuff, but uh, I question that. That's, yeah. That's weird. It was too much. Um, and then uh, Rhett has been gone for three months, and he didn't even write Scarlet. And he comes back. Scarlet's mad at him because she's pregnant again. And Rhett says some of the most awful things <laughs> to her. He says, and I, and I quote, cheer up. Maybe you'll have a miscarriage. Yes, he, he says that in the movie. It's I'm the pretty most sure he says terrible that in the movie. thing. The most terrible thing. Yeah. And uh, Scarlet has a terrible childbirth and is super sick. And Rhett gets stupid drunk. And he totally loves Scarlet, and he thinks that he's killed her, and he almost admits to Melanie that Scarlet has feelings for Ashley. Like, he gets so drunk, he almost admits that to her. Oh, boy. As if it, she doesn't know, though. Come on. Yeah, I know. Um, and then, so, Scarlet does have a miscarriage. She loses the baby. It's real terrible. And she goes to Tara to mm-hmm. recover. Rhett gets Melanie to, like coerce Ashley into buying the mill that he runs for Scarlet without him knowing that it was like Melanie and Rhett's idea so that happens and then Ashley regrettably kind of runs the run Ashley runs the mill kind of into debt with his good boy business practices he doesn't lease comics anymore okay so Rhett like uh has like succeeded in becoming like a favored citizen of the town and everybody loves him and Bonnie and Scarlet feels like kind of left out even Scarlet says that Bonnie is her favorite child but Bonnie's favorite parent (laughs) is definitely Rhett Mm -hmm. I feel bad for I really feel bad for Scarlet's other children and so this chapter makes me upset Obviously, it's a terrible chapter. Um, someone remarks that it's not proper for Bonnie to ride on Rhett's horse with him when she's not, like, side saddle or whatever. Because he takes her everywhere that he goes. And so, of course, he buys her her own horse. She loves it. Scarlet compares Bonnie to Gerald, her or her dad, and it's really cute. And Bonnie learns how to ride the horse. And while she's... And they had an argument about letting her jump the horse. They're like, she's too young. She needs to wait. Bonnie wants to do it, and Rhett's like, of course you can do it. I love you. And while she's jumping, she's thrown off the horse, and she dies. And it's the saddest thing. Yep. I remember that. Rhett and Scarlett, obviously, because they said that she's their favorite child, they're besides themselves with besides themselves with grief. And they turn on each other, mm-hmm. and Scarlett blames Rhett for Bonnie's death. And Rhett gets... Mm-hmm stupid drunk again and is in denial about her being dead and he doesn't want to bury her melanie has to literally come and like talk him down so they can bury her very sad Rhett just continues to be doing terrible he gets like drunk all the time scarlet is really lonely they can't express their feelings yeah they don't have therapy back to what you said all the characters in all the books need therapy i don't know Mm -hmm. if it would be a long haul with Rhett and Scarlet t- to admit things to each other, but it would help. Mm-hmm. Losing a child is a big reason that people get divorced. Yeah, they like it's very common to get divorced after losing a kid. And it's really so terrible. sad. Yeah. Wow. Because then there's just those like 
memories that you've shared with those people and one of those people is dead and the other person you don't love anymore and it's sad yeah yeah there's just too much pain but that's why you go to therapy yeah we promote it someday when we're sponsored we'll have a we'll have a therapy plug long haul last couple (laughs) chapters Woo! let's do this okay this is sad um i gotta get back to that sad headspace uh so melanie's dying because she got pregnant again it's sad because she knew everyone knew that if she got pregnant again it wouldn't work but she does her and ashley just decide to not care about that and so she's dying and scarlet finally realizes that she loves and needs melanie and that's important character growth yes and then Ashley admits, this is where I got a little fuzzy and I wanted to reread it, but I forgot to. Ashley admits that he truly does love Melanie. And that like flips a switch with Scarlet because she always thought that he secretly only loves Scarlet. And mm. Scarlet is like, well, if you would have told me that you really loved Melanie, then I would have gotten over you. But I've held on to this like secret that you love only me. And so she's like, well, do I even love mm. Ashley? And then she realizes she doesn't. She's just been holding on to this weird fantasy for years. And so she's like, great. Now I have to take care of Ashley and his son because Melanie is dead. And I promised her. This is what I always wanted and I don't want it anymore. Ugh. Dramatic irony. It- it's that's good you did good mitchell uh scarlet like scarlet has like intense personal revelation and she realizes she does actually love Rhett. she loved spending time with him and being able to be herself with him and she realizes that like Rhett loves her because melanie is like please be good to him mm-hmm. and it was like and a, a perfect fit. i know yeah and so she like runs home to like find Rhett and like express all of this to him but at this point, Rhett is just, like, emotionally exhausted, and he told Scarlet his heart is broken and he can't, like, open it up again. He'll, like, stay married to her and provide for her, but he's, like, done emotionally. He's just gonna check out. And uh, that's where the line comes from, my dear. Like, she's like, what will I do? Where will I go? And he's like, my dear, I don't give a damn. So does he not and- say the frankly part? in the book no he doesn't he doesn't it's like they added that to the yeah it's so much better with frankly i know but also when i read it in the book it's one of those things have i told you how i thought uh nobody puts baby in a corner was a totally different line until i saw the movie (laughs) yeah it's pretty disappointing (laughs) when you see the movie like, I thought that Baby says that to someone and then she dances her way out of the corner. Like, that's what I thought that line was about. <laughs> Nobody puts Baby in a corner. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was just like a super lame line where Patrick Swayze just kind of points at her and is like, no one puts Baby in a corner. Nobody it, puts Baby yeah. in a corner. But that's, like, that's what... I like it was so different from what I've heard it in the movie like I haven't seen the movie but of course I've heard that clip like frankly my dear I don't give a damn I thought that it was like a passionate like he doesn't care that she doesn't love him this was like a broken man and it's so sad yeah he's just dead inside (sighs) can't do it anymore because he loves Scarlet for so long 
and he finally like admits it to her he was like i just didn't want to let you know because you like control the people that you love and i like couldn't handle it or the people that love her yeah 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 and then in the end it like mirrors scarlet's desperate planning that she had at the very beginning of the book when she was plotting to like figure out how to steal ashley away from melanie she's just like I'll figure it out tomorrow. We'll figure this out. It'll be fine. Like, it's kind of like just this desperate cycle that will never end. And it's real sad. And that's the end. Yeah. She did it to herself. She did it to herself. Uh, I think the, yeah. the lesson that we're supposed to learn from Scarlett's life turning out so depressing is tell people that you love them when you love them. And don't exactly. manipulate people and try to get your way by just taking advantage of people because you'll end up alone. So alone and so it's so sad. Like like I said, I was just at when I first read it, I was like, Rhett, no, she finally realizes that she loves you. But then I'm like, Well, I understand Rhett. He's yeah. loved her for a long time and he kinda just can't take the thought of her maybe not really loving him again like it just he couldn't take it it. yeah it was too little too late and he's seen like how she treats people and yeah yeah so okay well on that note couples couples yeah Yeah. so there's Rhett and Scarlet I think um overall if Scarlet would have gotten her act together earlier, then I think I would ship them. And to be fair, at the end of the book, how old is she? Like, at most 30? So, I think so, yeah. She's been growing up this whole book from the age of 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and- I, I don't necessarily blame her for not figuring all that stuff out, but... Um, mm-hmm. She really ruined her chances at happiness with Red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I definitely ship them, and I just wish, like, she did enjoy herself in New Orleans after they got married, and she was so happy about their new house and, like, their child, and, but there was just always that one thing that she was letting, like, in the way of her complete, like, actually being in love and being happy, and that mm-hmm. was, like, thinking that she's still in love with Ashley. So yeah. I definitely I did ship them at that time. What is their ship name again? Scret. Scret. Oh. <laughs> Probably. Scret. Dart. Scret or. Rarlet. Rarlet. Ooh, I like it. Sounds like Starlet. I don't know if we did couples last time, last episode. I think I think we did, but I, I don't, don't remember. remember the couple names. Oh, well, yeah, whatever. I don't remember. Either. Anyway, yeah. So I, sh- I, yeah, I, sh- sync I, it. Sh- I sync it. Oh, you sync you it? I think I have to sync it just because of they couldn't get the timing right, and they were just at different think- points. I think, okay, how's this? In modern day, I would ship it because they would be able to work it out. Yeah. I don't know. I think I still ship it, like, even in there, because I saw glimpses of how it would have worked. And even though they did not have the right timing, I still, I think I ship it. 
Ashley or next one, Ashley and Scarlet. Wait, what? Ashley and Scarlet. Boo! Don't even want to waste time <laughs> talking about them. They suck, dude. I opposite. I think that they could have worked because Scarlet was determined enough that she could have been determined enough for both of them. <laughs> yeah, like I know. Like I think that it would have worked. Like it would have been a Gerald Ellen situation. Oh yeah, where he was in love with her and. Yeah, yeah, except that I think it only works with the gender roles reversed. Like, I don't think that back then you could have a headstrong woman and a wimpy, wet saltine of a man. And Well, I mean, people would talk about her, but she doesn't care about that. Yeah, but Ashley does. Does he, though? He's so, he's so wispy yeah, he's by the end of the book. Wispy. You know, like, <laughs> like, like thin? he was barely there. Yeah, oh. he was barely there. <laughs> like an apparition. You know, he was a saltine of mostly holes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that on a t-shirt. Okay, well, I personally believe... That they would not have worked because he was so stubborn about being the Southern gentleman and he was so convinced that that was his role in life. I don't think Mm -hmm. Scarlett could have convinced him. And he is the man, so he does ultimately make the decision in that society. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nowadays, totally. I've met Ashley's and Scarlett's. They exist out there, unfortunately. Yeah, of course. Of course they do. Um, oh, they're kind of like Kelly and Ryan from The Office. Think about <laughs> it. Just think about it for a second. She's like the totally. biatch that is like the popular girl in The Office. And then she, like, schemes to be with him. And he was not really into her, but they both think that he is awesome. He's very into himself. And he loves books. And he's a hipster. It's totally. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. who they are. Totally. Totally. Um, They would be Scratchly. Ashlet. Ashlet. I love everything with Scarlet because it sounds fun. <laughs> so those are like the two main ones, and then who's next? What about Frank and Scarlet? LOL. Hard sink. Yeah. What about uh Frank and Sue Ellen though? I don't know because Sue Ellen was a child, and I feel like yeah. she would have been. She would have loved being spoiled. Yeah, but it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, I it definitely sink. Yeah. Um, Will and Sue Ellen. I say yes. I like them. I Ship want it, it to work. Mostly because Will is a good person. And I just want like Sue Ellen to grow yeah. up a little bit. And I feel like he's a good person to grow old with. Yeah. I think he deserves he happiness. And I think that proposing to her made him happy so that's great yeah exactly exactly yep and then who's next what about 
Ashley and the KKK. <laughs> sink it. Hard sink. I mean, I, just... I don't know. He seems to fit right in. So maybe it's a ship, but uh, despite my best efforts, it's a ship. If I had it my way, you it blew... would be not a ship. You put you put cannon holes in the ship, but it continued to sail. Yeah. Also, I realized I I was reading something on the internet the other day, as I do, and someone said something like, I can't believe old people still think that teens use the terms ship and uh lit like those were both things that were mentioned in this comment and i was just like uh, screw oh, you no. i don't care what <laughs> i don't care what the teens say i am my own person <laughs> i could use the words i want to use so if you think we are not made cool, irrelevant <laughs> yeah i don't care if you think that those words we're are not cool. cool then that's okay we're cool circle. in our circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're cool. TM. TM? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got it. There you go. There you go. Okay. What else? Is there anyone else? <sighs> Let me see. I'm trying to anyone think of like here. Ani and the horse. I sink it. He never should have bought that damn horse. Oh my gosh. And it was like, I was like, when I read that, I was like, Rhett is for sure killing that horse. And he did. He shot it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this book is so dark. Oh my gosh. It is. It is. Oh my God. Talk about Gone with the Wind. They talk about big dresses and women crying and the Civil War. It's like, no, there was so much. Child death, horse death, <laughs> other death. Uncategorized death. <laughs> Miscellaneous. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so terrible. <laughs> okay. Yeah, death. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anybody, like, obscure right now. Um, no. But those, are, those, those two were the main ones. Like, if this were Twilight, that would be the Bella, Edward, Jacob, Bella thing. Bella, Edward, Jacob, Bella? Why did you say Bella twice? <laughs> because Bella is with two of them. She should be both. Okay, okay, okay. All I right. almost said Edward, Jacob, which some people probably shipped. Oh, I'm sure. I've not perused, I've not perused that yeah i've not perused it you know how people say if it exists there's porn about it if it exists there's also fan fiction about it which is sometimes the same thing (laughs) that's very true it's very true (laughs) oh yeah okay so we need to talk about the book that was sent to us by hs paisley she is cool. She has an Instagram that is HS Paisley. I'm pretty sure that's her handle. And she reached out and she said, Hey, what let me do you okay, 
Let me start that sentence over again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So she reached out and she said, hey, would you want to read this book that I self-published on Amazon? And we were like, you're awesome. I can't believe you wrote your own book and published it. That's amazing. So then we said yes. So then we got it. So then we read it. So we're not going to go super deep into it because we want you to decide for yourself. But I think that I have not read a lot of fantasy, but I thought it was pretty fun and interesting. And I liked the touches of Celtic lore. I found it very enjoyable. It was good. So it's called uh, it's called Magic Required, and it's got like the same vibes as the Druid Chronicles books by Kevin Hearn. It's like she, Haley was saying, like Celtic lore. It's got a bunch of that stuff in it. It's so if you like those books, then you'll definitely like this one. And um, according to her Amazon like author profile, she's planning on doing like a whole series. And so if that sounds like you, you should definitely check it out and give her some support. We'll put the link to um, buy it on Amazon in our description. But if you just search for it on Amazon, it pops up. Again, it's called Magic Required by H.S. Pleasley. And I can read the little uh, Amazon description for you right now. I've got it queued up all right so (laughs) so i hope i'm pronouncing his name the main character's name right because i know that i definitely don't do that when i'm reading so we'll see his uh, okay lachlan learned the hard way power attracts enemies so does fighting shoulder to shoulder with a god but that was a long time ago a past he's worked hard to bury now in the year 2047 Lachlan takes the public bus to his soul-sucking job, answering phones. He lives to remain unnoticed. Then the vision started. Prophetic visions. That's when he knew the old world had found him again. These weren't the fun kind of visions either. They were the watch-people-die kind. The try-to-stop-it-before-it-happened kind. The maybe-save-some-lives kind. These visions were powerful, and as Lachlan had learned the hard way, power attracts enemies. Dun-dun-dun! Yeah, I found it a lot of fun, and I like the parts where it gets into, like, um, his past lives, basically. Like, he, from what I understand, he's just an ancient being, so he's lived forever. But um, when it talks about people he knew in his past, I find that really cool. And I like the idea of ageless beings that are actually interesting and have a history and have known other people in the past. Because I feel like Edward mm-hmm. Cullen, if we're going to keep mentioning Twilight <laughs> in this episode for some reason, uh, it's just on my brain now. Um, he just has like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I was dying in Spanish of Spanish influenza, you know, that whole thing. And then, uh, you know, 100 years went by and now I met you and you're the most important thing ever. You random teenage girl who never smiles and is pale and apparently has sweet smelling barbecue sauce blood that i want to eat i don't understand how you could have so little lack so little depth in a character that has lived 100 years but that's what i like about this book is that they put that depth in there and there's a little bit of backstory and it's like i used to know this man i used to know this guy it's cool you get the feeling that this is actually an ancient person so it's good that's what i'm trying to say it's good there you go opposite 
of Twilight. <laughs> and that's good in my but, book. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's good. And so, like I said, we'll put the description or we'll put the link in the description. You can follow her on Instagram. Go give her some support. She's awesome. She published a book. That's a hard thing. The letter H, a letter S, and then Paisley with an L E Y. There you go. <laughs> when you said the letter H, it sounded like Sesame Street. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> It was it was a real good read. Um, Thank you. All right, I think that that concludes. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience for waiting for this long-awaited episode. We hope that you enjoy it. Definitely let us know somehow uh, in the Instagram or the review uh, ratings. Yeah, yeah. Rate and review. Rate and review. If you would like to get in touch. Please don't pretend that you love us, but keep us at an arm's length because of honor, but really just think of us as friends after we've lived our whole lives pining for you. There are easier ways. We have an Instagram. It's Lit in Love Pod. Also, you can subscribe. And if you would please rate us on Apple Podcasts, it helps. And recommend us to your nerd friends and your other friends you think need to know about Gone with the Wind and other literary classics. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Bye. <laughs> Bye.